John of All Trades Podcast, episode 329. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And holy God, this is one of those episodes where I hadn't talked to my guest in probably at least 15 years. And as soon as we started in, we got back together. It was like I talked to him last week. I love that. What a feeling. Do you have friends like that? I don't know if I would go so far as to say Justin and I were friends. I mean, we were always friendly, and I would run into him at shows, and I would promote his band all the time, and I would play his music on the show a lot, and like I would help him deliver flyers. Yeah, you know what? We were friends. We were definitely friends. My guest is Justin Duran, and Justin is the lead singer of the Frigashinas. He is also part of a band called Center Scenes, but I know him best as the former lead singer of both Disarranged and Avoid, two bands I absolutely loved when I was doing college radio. We were introduced through this day-long festival that one of my colleagues was putting on. Shout out to Rachel, a.k.a. Jitter, who put on this awesome all-day punk rock fest. They played. They came on my show. We hit it off immediately. We had a great vibe. I loved their sound, and we were off to the races. Now, I crossed paths with him at that No Bueno show, where they played with Face to Face, The Bouncing Souls, and The Suicide Machines, one of my all-time favorite shows. He was there. I saw him comment on something on social media, and I go, whoa, dude, that's Justin. I got to reconnect with him. And then I found out he was doing this band, The Frickashinas, started listening to them. They're great. Here we are, right? It's all these years later, and we hit it off again. And you'll hear in this episode, Justin's work with his bandmates means a lot to my life. It plays a role in the origin story of my marriage of all things. And so the fact that we got to get back together and connect again, and I get to highlight his awesome work 15 years after we probably last talked, man, what a thrill, what a gift. I'm so pleased to bring this one to you because this one flies by. Spent a lot of time laughing. He's got great stories. There's an unbelievable story about the way he guerrilla marketed Avoid when they were touring the country. They were a DIY band. They're unsigned. But the way that he would make money and the way he would promote his band is just unlike anything I've ever heard. I teased it on social media. So if you're not following John of All Trades, do so. It's J-O-A-T pod. That's Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. This one is only on Facebook because Facebook is the only place for exclusive episode previews. And I link to about a minute and a half worth of audio of him telling this story. It's in here in the longer episode, but if you want to get the drop on everyone else, Facebook is the place to do it. Those go up on Mondays, new episodes release on Wednesdays on Podcatchers Everywhere. Now, in the spirit of keeping things moving and getting you to the good stuff, I'm going to cut it short right there. Justin Duran, a good friend of mine. I know him from Disarranged, from Avoid, from Center Scenes, and now the Frickashinas. He's on the show. We go back a long way. There's a lot of fun stuff in here. You're going to love it. It's episode 329 of the John of All Trades podcast, and it starts right now. We played like a a kind of a backyard sort of show. It was with our buddy Sharpie and my, my guitar player, Jeremiah, set up the show and... 
it was kind of, it's, he like owns a house there. And it's a weird warehouse district kind of off, like, you know, South, I forget where it's at, like South Broadway kind of area. But he had like his whole backyard and Jay, Jay's got a bunch of sound equipment. And so does he. And they made this makeshift stage and it was outdoors so everybody could kind of hang out and still kind of keep their distance at that point. You know, everybody still kind of freaked out and shit. How long, was, how long into uh, it was this? Man, that was at least a year ago, maybe a little bit more. Okay. When they kind of started loosening some things up, yeah, it was kind of a little. Uh, it was. It wasn't the most legal event. <laughs> I'd expect nothing yeah. else from a punk band, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It was a little, little, little. Uh, uh, yeah, you didn't really tell everybody about it. No, you know, no, it's, to, it's gray area. That's okay. Yeah, definitely. But it was so much fun, and everybody was really excited about it because it was so hard for so long without getting to do anything. Yeah. Well, dude, and any kind of normalcy was was welcome, dude. And I'll tell you, I found myself when I would like make trips to the grocery store, or I'd be in my car, I'd be playing the music so loud because I'm like, oh, I miss just that assault on my senses and on my ears. Right. That I like, I was, I would go with my windows down, and I'm like, I'm kind of almost hoping to ruin someone's day by playing this music so loud, <laughs> just because I, I like I missed it so much. Were you like in the same boat? I always blast music. I mean, it seems like everywhere I go. Yeah, well, I do too. It's just, it's just constant. Um, but you, you miss it. Was I don't know if I would got as aggressive with it as blaring out my windows to force everybody to jam it. Um, it's it was just so weird. I mean, and the band stayed creative and kept going. Like, because because we have two bands. There's there's the Frickishinas, mm-hmm. which is the four of us, and then there's Center Scenes, which is uh, the three of us just minus. Jeremiah. Oh, okay, right. So we kind of started doing center scenes first, and um, Jeremiah was helping us make videos during all of COVID. We're like, we need to keep doing something because, you know, like we can't just sit here and do nothing. So we were practicing the whole time, pretty much, like because we were all kind of together and we would wear masks and shit. You know, yeah. And we about it. But Jay was like, "Hey, I'll make. I really like your guys' band. I will make your videos for free because he's a big video audio guy, um, and he's really great at it. I'll make your music videos for free if we can just start a band." that I want to do and I can play guitar and, and, and it could be kind of my band. I'm like, sure. Why not? You know, cause his, his other, like no bueno wasn't doing much at the time. Right. He had, and his job deals with a whole lot of people being in big rooms together. And that didn't work out at all during COVID. <laughs> yeah. So, he had nothing but time on his hands. So that's why that, that's why the friction has started. And then it's still like, it's two bands. We're still, when we're, we kept going through the whole thing and almost uh, the, the friction has kind of taken over. As like the forefront of it, it seems to have caught on a little bit quicker. Yeah, it's funny. I um I didn't realize it at the time, but you guys played that show at East Fax, which is not far from my house. Oh, okay. And I was gonna come check you out, but I was in the throes of sickness that turned out later to to be COVID. Oh, uh, shit. And so I'm like, yeah, probably best I didn't go. And also I'm old and you were starting late. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, I have two young kids. My kids are seven and five. And so oh, <laughs> it's funny you brought up No Bueno because I interviewed Matt Whitesides, mm-hmm. who like, I mean, we we know from the scene from forever ago and like oh, yeah. continues. And so Jay was in that band. I saw his last show with them. When they opened for the Bouncing Souls and Face to Face, you were at that show, right? Yeah, I was there. That was a rad show. That was one of the best shows I think I've ever been to. It was sick. And I, I, I I'm pretty. No Bueno played great. They were No Bueno was awesome that night, dude. No Bueno crushed it. They were they were sick, dude. Yeah, they, they were on it. Um, uh-huh. 
But I think that was the first time I ever saw the Suicide Machines, too. Oh, really? And so they, they played uh, so much off Destruction by Definition. I was so happy because that, that's an all-time album for me. Totally. That's the one. That's the one. I remember there was a summer back in like the Disarranged Avoid days oh, yeah. where I went and saw Suicide Machines like four times in a summer just because they were awesome live. Like they're still oh, awesome. Dude. And yeah. like, but back when they were in their 20s and we were in our teens, it was like, holy <laughs> shit, this is amazing. You know? um, that music was just hitting at the right time. And they had whatever song on the Tony Hawk game, whatever it was. I, I think it was Break it. the Glass, wasn't it? Yeah, it sounds. Or great. either it was either that or New Girl. Might have been New Girl. Yeah, it was. It was on one of them. We used to play that all. I mean, it was just a little bit of my my youth there. So seeing them that night was awesome. It yeah. was totally cool. That show was an all timer, and I I was so happy that both nights, like, so they did two nights, and the first night spells opened for them. And right. like I've had Ben Roy on this show too. I love spells. Spells is a yeah. tremendous oh, yeah. live band too. Um, but this is Justin Duran, the lead singer of the Frickashinas, also Avoid and Disarranged. That's how far back I go with you, man. <laughs> Which, the first time I met you was up at KCSU. One of my cohorts was putting on the all-day, unadulterated punk rockathon. Yeah. And so you guys were part of that lineup as Disarranged. And we met you. You came on my show. I interviewed you. Um, and then you actually asked me to introduce you at that show. And what's so funny about that, I remember this. And this is actually, we were talking about this before uh, off mic, but this is not the story I want to tell you. But this one just occurred to me. I haven't thought of this in years. You guys were getting ready to play, and you're like, where's Johnny X? Like, Johnny X has got to, like, he's supposed to in uh, introduce us. I was getting in a fight with my girlfriend on my cell phone outside. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and so, like, someone grabbed me. And they're like, uh, dude, you got to go interview disar or uh, introduce Disarranged. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. Okay. I'm like, I will call you later. And I just hung up on her. And I came and I just I introduced you. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, but, dude, we were all kids back then. I mean, that was like 2003. So I was like 21 and a half. Yeah, definitely. And I, was, you guys were what? Let's see. What year did you graduate high school? Oh, one. Okay, so I graduated 2000. So you were like, I was just yeah. like a half step above you. Sounds about right. right. And then like Brian was younger than me and so was uh, Ricky. Yeah, that's right. I think we were still not legal to drink, but. <laughs> you find a way. <laughs> yeah, we always find a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it... Dude, that, was, that was awesome. I remember being really stoked about going in and interviewing with you back then. It was, it was something cool and something different and. And just exciting, you know, and oh, what's this about? And let's go out there and and we'd always, you know, have a few beers before going in. Like it's just better that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we always had a blast, man. I, I I remember having nothing but but good things to say about you and how much fun it was on the radio and how you always took care of us and helped us out and it was great. Well, that's awesome, man. I remember you guys seemed to do pretty well in Fort Collins. For some reason, yeah. Man, we played some show. It was like a weird strip mall, I remember. It was like a real small... Yeah, you played a Chalowick. Maybe that's, that's yeah, what it was. It was, it was yeah, yeah. yeah, it was spelled weird. It was like it was like some like... It was like you were in Wales or something, the way it was spelled. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it was hard to tell people what it was and where it was at. Cause I don't know how you say it. Um, that's right. It was, one of those shows was completely off the hook. Like, yeah. oversold. 
people waiting outside just to try to get a peek. Like I remember being overwhelmed and just amazed and then thinking at that point, you know what, there's something here that, that maybe I could really pursue and, and have this work possibly feeling, man, that was a lot of fun at that time. That was awesome. I, I remember you guys had like your, your sort of big hookiest song with safe sex. Oh yeah. And <laughs> you'd like throw rubbers into the audience and stuff, right? We used to, yeah, we used to, we used to take condoms. We buy them in bulk, and we would take, uh, we would we would make like just you know just print a piece of paper and disarranged new single safe sex on the internet or whatever, and then we would take that and staple right through the middle of the condom and hand it to people. Safe <laughs> sex, you got a condom with a staple, and a couple of holes right through the middle. We used to crack up about that. <laughs> uh, we were a marketing machine back then, dude. Like we used to burn all of our own CDs because that was a thing back then. I remember that, yeah. Okay. You get invested in a in a CD burner that would that would load, auto load and burn like fifty at a time. It was crazy. Like, really? This is so, this was so advanced. <laughs> and we would just sit there, you know, for for hours and stamp them, and then we go out to shows and hand out hundreds of free demos to everybody. And that's how I found when Disarranged finally broke up because our drummer had his girlfriend died in an accident. Oh my God! I didn't. I don't remember yeah. that. Oh yeah, it was pretty. It was, it was, it was everything ended real quick because like he he got really freaked out and messed up about that. Obviously, yeah. I mean, oh dude, yeah, sure. She was she was great. She was gorgeous. She was everything that anybody would want. And he got really messed up by that, and he kind of slowed down. Like, whoa, man, I need to take a little bit of time. And, and Brian and I were like, no, we need to speed up. This yeah. is like at any point, anything can end. Clearly, you know. Clearly, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So disarranged kind of because it didn't feel right doing it without him anymore. So we started to avoid after that. Um, I, I remember that pushed and pushed and pushed after that, man. dude. So that was, I this was back in the day when texting was sort of like it didn't really happen that much. So you still had to call people, and I remember you called me, and you're like, "Look, man, disarranged is over," and I'm like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Like I loved you guys. Um, you go, yeah, but yeah. it's okay. Me and Brian are starting up avoid, and so like. Can we come up? And I go, of course. Yeah, like, please come up. Be on my show. Let's do this. And Casey and I, we did the Bipolar show up there. We played the shit out of it, like, Disarranged all the time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that probably helped because, like, terrestrial yeah. radio back in the day was actually a thing. And KCSU was, like, kind of a juggernaut in that way. Definitely. It, it was before all the streaming anything. Yeah. You know, everybody still had to buy music or you had to listen to radio 100%. And I remember one time it was like it was kind of magical in that way because you guys drove up one night and I came and met you in like the parking lot of a Safeway and you gave me a bunch of flyers and I went and <laughs> like flyered the town for you just because I liked you and like I liked your band and no one asked me to do that. Like no one thought to ask me to do that, which right. there were a lot of bands I played that I loved. And I'm like, dude, if you ask me to do this, I will help you. And you helped me dude. achieve a minor life goal. In you, you thanked me in the liner notes of that avoid EP. Yeah, and so I'm like, dude, I got thanked in the liner notes of a band that I really like. That's badass. Sure, um, huge. And I also, uh, so uh, before I got an, one more story, I got to tell you because this is the big one. I saw you guys at the Starlight, and you were headlining. I was in grad school at that point, and I just started dating this chick. 
who I was really into, and I go, hey, I'm going to go check out this band I really like. It's this local punk band. They're called Avoid. You want to come with? And she goes, sure. And so we sat at the bar with you and Brian. It was me, my wife, you and Brian, and I was buying you guys Rolling Rocks because like I, I had this like little minor monthly stipend for grad school. And so like I had a little bit of disposable income. I knew you were a band. So I'm like, no, like I'm just going to buy you. My wife and I still count that as our first date. Oh, wow. So I ended up marrying her. <laughs> and our first date was an avoid show where we were hanging out with you and brian at the bar beforehand and then we rocked out we went home it was awesome and one of the songs that we count as like one of our songs is actually turnaround okay dude that song <laughs> yeah yeah that one took on a life of its own for sure so <laughs> i i i had cool. to get that story in early because i didn't want to forget it because like literally that is it it's it's like a it's a really like anchoring moment in my entire life. You know what I mean? Wow. That's dude. Thank you very much. That's, that's huge. Um, it means a lot to, to hear how much what I've done touches people. Yeah. It's humbling and, and awesome. And everything that, that I've always wanted, it's, it's, I have to, <sighs> there's so much that I have done with music and, it's gotten me to, you know, so far, but I always wanted more. Like I always felt like I didn't achieve everything that I wanted to achieve with it. And I have to remind myself like, dude, you've done more than most people ever get. To. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like I have to, it's, it's, it's a realization over the years. Like be, be grateful for everything you had because I've done a lot. I've toured everywhere. I've, I've had such a blast and made so many great friends and, and heard so many awesome stories about things that, I was I was just into what I was doing and really really loved it at the time and it's cool that everybody grasped it as well and it means a lot. Thank you very much. Yeah, dude, of course. And it, I I I'm with you. I've done this show now for 8 years and people will tell me stories that I'm never ready for. Yeah. Like about something I've written or something I've said on a show and it, and they're like that always stuck with me. I'm like Jesus Christ, like you know, like you're kind of making just a content machine in a lot of ways. And yeah. so it's hard to really be in the moment and be like, oh, no, this is someone took this at like this beckon point in their entire life where for you, like you may not even remember it. I'm, I mean, I'm sure you remember the song Turnaround. Yeah, oh, definitely. but I remember being there with you at the bar that night. I totally remember that. That's so awesome. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a fun night, too. That like I remember mm-hmm. that show wasn't like packed or anything, but like it was a good crowd. Like, definitely. yeah, definitely. I love that place, dude. When it was the Starlight, that was such a, that was an awesome club. Yeah, it was a good venue. I, I it, lo- still, it still is a great place. I can't remember. I don't go up there much. We need to get up there more with the new band. But so it's um, it became Hody's Half Note, right? And now it's um, it's like the the Comedy Fort. I think it's a comedy club now. Okay. Um, but the thing is, they're uh, they're promoting a bunch of local bands. So or not local bands, but local comics. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, and they'll bring in like touring comics too. I, I haven't been up there yet, but I hear it's great. That's totally awesome. I've got a, a, a few friends down in Denver here that are comics, and I'm sure they would, if they haven't gone up there, then they would love to. Um, but I know a lot of guys, and I just joke around, you know, here when I'm in bars. There, there's a lot of good guys in that scene too, man. Like they're, they're yeah. fighting the same way that all the bands are. And it's tough. <laughs> there's a lot of talent everywhere, dude. It's really hard. Dude, and there's so much content available at all times. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that's the hardest part. So, like, my three biggest loves in life are punk rock, 
stand-up comedy, and professional wrestling. And so like, but those are three very similar kind of lifestyles where you're like this vagrant kind of like traveling the road, trying to like build your brand and like, is there a booking here? Like, do you know this person? Uh, You know, how do you level up in a scene that that's, that's that crowded and all three are very, very crowded. So very much so. That's, that's the problem. That's the question, right? I remember back in the day in my 20s when I was touring a lot, I could see like, oh, yeah, this can work. I could do this long term. And then I went on a tour with, with my, one of my other bands called No More Excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more like a prog metal band, kind of. Okay. Uh, it was like eight minute songs. Oh, Jesus. It, it was pretty rad, dude. <laughs> it made me. It made me a better musician, but it left a lot of people like scratching their heads, you know, like what's going on right now? What time signature is this? <laughs> but like touring in that same kind of way in my thirties was like, oh shit, this is a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> when you're twenties, you know, like you can you can deal with anything. And I remember like kind of hurting my back pretty bad at one point. Like, oh no, what's going on here? This is this is not what I remember. <laughs> It was, it was a realization moment, like, man, I'm going to have to get, if I'm going to tour again, I got to be at that sort of level to where, like, we can afford hotels all the time. Yeah. And that's the only way that that's going to work seriously long term. Dude, I interviewed and Chuck Robertson. Yeah, no, not enough. Oh, no, totally. I interviewed Chuck Robertson from the Mad Caddies. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, the Mad Caddies now do what we call old man tours where we'll go out and we'll do like we'll fly and we'll do like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday and then we just go home and then we then we fly out again. He's like cuz we can't do this road warrior shit anymore that we used to do. No, it's too hard. <laughs> yeah, like you, your your body just ultimately breaks down at, and time is a motherfucker, man. I mean, what else how else can you put it, right? Yeah, it's awful. I hate it. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's brutal like when I when I was listening to Avoid and when I was doing college radio, I mean, I felt invincible, and everyone I was listening to was invincible. And here's here's the problem: we all like got older, and I I think I talked about this with Whitesides. It was during quarantine. It was Lagwagon Day. It was like a Saturday or a Sunday, so it's May sixteenth, and we're yeah. listening to Joey Cape do this acoustic set, and I go, Jesus Christ, has punk rock always been this sad? Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and I go, oh wait, and so I started thinking about it, and I th- I thought about that Tony Sly tribute album, and I'm like, that is one of the most excruciating listens you can ever put yourself through, but yeah. punk rock is ultimately catharsis because you're taking the toughest human emotions you can, but you're filtering it through a lot of speed, noise, and aggression, yeah, and if you do that it becomes catharsis, which is why Definitely. I will never, ever give it up. Definitely. It was a couple of years there after Avoid, when we broke up, we just kind of stopped getting along the constant touring. And like that was, Avoid became like my only job for a couple of years to where like I quit my, my real job. I didn't have a house. Like none of us did. We just toured all the time. Um, we made enough money to continually tour. You know, we wow. always had new merch. We always had new, you know, enough food in our bellies and enough, alcohol to get us to fall asleep and enough gas to get to the next place wait and wait a minute cool. were you were you guys signed at that point no you no, were we doing this all as an unsigned like diy band holy fuck independent we would go we would go to malls and just hit up like like two-person teams be like me and matt and then mike and brian 
and we'd go and just hit up any sort of mall anywhere. And this was like before smartphones were really kind of going. Yeah. Uh, so, you, so we had like a, a laptop where we had like a sort of thing that would kind of connect to a satellite, but it never really worked. <laughs> um, so you still had to kind of use maps. And we'd find like a, the nearest mall. And we'd go to a mall with headphones and the Walkman or a disc. It was Discman at that time. Jesus. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and and we walk up to random random people in the mall, usually girls. Hey, we're a band on the road. We're really good. You should listen to this. And then they would listen to it and be like, wow, that is really good. And then, okay, here, I've got a CD that we would make for next to nothing because we stamped them and did them ourselves. $5. Okay, sure. Get and the fuck was, out, I really? Mean, yeah, everywhere in malls, dude. And, like, eventually security would find you. And, like, this is illegal. You need to have a permit to do that. And we'd be like, oh, we didn't know. Sorry, bro. <laughs> and then we'd turn around and walk out and then go to a different mall. And then... Some days we made hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I mean, just hanging out for a couple of hours. Wow. And just literally like do. So that's like the cake video up. with like a short skirt, long jacket. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where <laughs> there you go. like the whole video is just <laughs> like randos listening to that song being like, oh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. And, and then what's as long a- as your music's good enough, people will be like, wow. OK, nice. Dude. So you guys are betting on yourselves in a way that few bands ever will. Like with that model, I learned that from a band we were we were playing in Disarranged, and uh, I met a band called Never Heard of It. They're from California. What a great name, great, by the way! It's awesome. It's a great name, and they're great dudes. Very catchy. Very very good. Uh, thought they were gonna thought they were really gonna make it. I thought they were gonna make it because they were insanely good. But they taught us about that. Like, dude, go to malls and go up and hit everybody and just have them listen and you can make enough money to get to the next town if you have to. God, they're damn. the ones who turned us onto that. And if you're willing and ballsy enough to do it, cause it's kind of nerve wracking in a way. Like it's, Oh, hell yeah. Strangers, man. Like you gotta have, you gotta be ready. And, and like, as a singer myself, you have to be sure of who you are and cocksure in a way that, that people believe it. Cause if you're a singer and you're not sure, well, oh, yeah, we're the greatest band you're ever going to hear. They're going to be like, if you don't say something like that, they're like, well, you guys can't be that good because your singer is just kind of real quiet. And it, it turned it, it turned me into a whole other different monster to where I just started being a really like, I thought I was a rock star. Ah, yes. For a lot of years. And it, it's like, if I would have gotten to the level of fame that I wanted, I would have been one of those TMZ awful people probably. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was getting to the point where I'm like, do you know who I am? I'm the singer of a boy, dude. Like we're touring the country. We're going to be huge someday. You better shut the fuck up right now. You know, like I'm just doing stupid things. Yeah. Because like, ego starts playing tricks on you. Well, um, and well, I'm 20 something and touring is my only job. So I thought it was amazing. You know, it's it was great. Well, <laughs> it was dude, a good time. That, that's what you want out of a lead singer, though. Like, that's what you need out of a front man. But, like, I imagine it's got to be hard. I mean, I talked to Vinny Fiorello about this because, you know, he's like, in less than Jake, and he writes almost or did almost almost all their songs, and so he's like, then I come home and my wife is like, hey, you got to go take out the garbage, and it's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you know who I am? <laughs> I can I can do this, and a crowd cheers for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like this is something that's been bugging me for a long time because I feel like rock stars have ceded that ground almost entirely to rappers. And like yeah. I love rap music, but rappers like ha- have that that cocksure swagger that mm-hmm. that people kind of want. There's an escapism element to really great music, and Definitely. there's a band that I became aware of in like 2015 or so. It was uh, the Struts, 
Yeah. And that band is amazing. I, I've seen them amazing. live and it's phenomenal. And Luke Spiller, dude, if if it were nineteen eighty seven, the Struts would be the biggest fucking band in the entire world. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But Easily. They're so, so good. And like I want more of that. Because yeah. like there there's in a weird way, there's almost like too much humility about it. Like we almost know too much now and we've seen too many behind the musics, you know, where yeah. where you yeah. go, oh yeah, like any anything in overabundance leads to tragedy. And so True. too much of that and now like the, the industry is almost overcorrected. So what you're describing, it's like you could see yourself getting there. Yeah. But having some of that, it's like, no, you gotta be captivating enough to get strangers on your side. Yeah, right. Exactly. You have to have that that that's something else that they can that they can see. It's, yeah. Oh, I don't know what it is, but it can tell that he's gonna he's gonna do something, and 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 you have to believe that to your core as well. I feel like, um, yeah. and I truly did. I thought for sure that my only job from from there on out was gonna be rock star, dude. It was gonna happen. It was, and I guess in a way, I've played music ever since. So has that ever really stopped on some level? I mean, there's always people that come and really and like watching me play which is awesome um yeah like said, some people never get that and somehow in every group that i'm in i at least get a couple of people to enjoy what i'm doing so that's amazing dude that's um, that's fucking meaningful and yeah dude I, I have people come up to me a lot because i not only do this podcast but i produce six others for clients like i do that professionally and they're nice. like you know i've been thinking about doing a podcast and i go great create it like do it. There's nothing fucking stopping you. There's literally no barriers to entry. To I mean, you got to keep doing them. You can't just, I'm going to do a podcast and do one and then stop. No, no, no. There's there's a way to do it right. Yeah. But so many people go, yeah, but first I have to do this. I go, well, you're fucked. Like, you have an idea. Everyone's got an idea. You are going to die with regrets now. Uh, until you create this and give it a shot, like... If you never do, you'll never know, and that's going to eat you alive. If it falls on its face, no one fucking cares. It's like moving to New York and failing. No one notices. No. Nobody cares. No. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. At least you tried something. Yeah. At least you did something. You know, like most people don't even do that. They just, all right, well, I grew up in this town, and I'm going to die in this town, and I'm going to work in this town, and I'm going to marry somebody from this town, and... Not that there's anything wrong with that. You not know, necessarily. Like that, not necessarily, for sure. You know, some sometimes that's great. But that's not for everybody. And I feel definitely more worldly from from what I've gotten to see. I've seen a lot of different things and, and places. And I feel like it's shaped my whole worldview. And it's made me a better person. I really dig it. I agree with you 100%. And thinking about that story of you going up to people in malls and being like, hey, listen to this. You're going to like it. It reminds me of something that I have in my job. I have to cold call a lot. So I'm either cold calling reporters or new clients or fucking government officials or whatever. Having your value pitch dialed in real quick, like you will you will cut through a lot of the bullshit in your head with a lot of failures, right? Because I imagine the first few times you did that, it did not go great. Or did it? Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. It's too many words. 
Hi guys, how are you doing? Hey, you know what? My name's Justin, and, I'm and everyone's from like, uh, you don't care. I'm trying to find the, the next hot topic bullshit, whatever the fuck the time. You know, like um, yeah. <laughs> you had and the first few times, yeah, nobody, nobody would, would would catch on, but eventually you get that pitch kind of figured out for sure. And um, right now, like I do, I'm I'm in sales for a living. That I, makes perfect sense to me. Of course, you know, <laughs> this is what I do. It just kind of turned into that. Um, cause I figured out how that can be successful. Um, you need to have that kind of personality that people want to buy something from pay attention to not everybody has that. It's a skill that I have. Yeah. It, well, and it's, it's a belief in yourself too, which is translatable to so many aspects of life. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to say to you was I interviewed Andy Thomas on this show, who's deputy director at Levitt Pavilion and oh, yeah. also plays in yeah. uh, despair Jordan. Right. And, uh, Great band, great band. Terrific band. People are like, you know, do you are you disappointed in your career or whatever? Like they'll ask any weird question, you know, if you're not the fucking foo fighters. <laughs> like people always ask you these weird questions about your career and it's like, look, I get to play music in front of people and you know, what are you doing with your hobby? Like, do you make money at the hobby that you enjoy? Like, do you play in this rec league softball league? How come you're not fucking Mike Trout? You know, like, <laughs> it's it's an unfair question, right? And so I guess my question to you, Justin, is you've had success that is unquestionable here. To varying levels. Yeah, sure. but like define it any way you want. My question to you is, are there mountains that you would still like to climb? Or are you sort of comfortable with the arc that you appear to be on at the moment with the Frickishinas? Man, like... The Freakishinas right now has been an awesome rise relatively quickly. It's a newer band, and we're, we're getting a lot of cool shows through, through Jay. Yeah. Um, he's just got those connects, you know, and he's already done it with No Bueno. And, and then the, with the bands behind behind him, too. Like, it's it's a fun band. It's a fun group. We're writing decent stuff. Oh, dude, you sound great. Like, I, I mean, it, it, it brings me back to, like, as soon as I heard your voice again, I go, oh, shit, that, that's like a nice soap and water feeling for me. Right. It, it, it was kind of back to back to what I with avoid like done. Like I was, like I said, I was did enemy for a while there. And that was like a progressive metal band for like seven years or something. And we did some tours and stuff and it was a whole different scene from what I was in the punk rock scene, you know? So not all the same people kind of saw it. And then coming back to this band center and then center scenes is like a, like an indie dance rock band. Um, we need a keyboard player. I'm looking for a, a killer keyboard player for that band. Okay. Um, but but Frickishin is coming back in was like, okay, this is comfortable. Like we can, I already know how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I got these rhythms um, in my bones. Yeah. I, I've done this in my sleep for like a lot of years and it just kind of fell back into it. Uh, it's been really fun, dude. I, it's been reminding me of the avoid years when, when, when everybody, when you play these shows and a lot of people have been into it and uh, we played it up, we played a handful of shows and there's some people already to kind of know some of the words. Oh, that's got to be a feeling, man. It's amazing, dude. Like, I, I write I write the lyrics. Brett helps me with a little bit of the lyrics, our bass player. We kind of work in, in tandem a little bit on it. But I'm, I I majority write lyrics. I've always done that in all the bands because um, I've been good at that part of it. Yeah. And, and it's it's just, oh, man, it's it's been a whole lot of fun. I, I really dig it. I don't know if I need too much more to do in terms of what else do I need to accomplish. I do like the trajectory I'm on. Um, I think that Frickishinas are some, what's going to end up happening because 
I'm going to, I'm, I'm working towards being the president of the company that I'm working at. Oh shit. And, okay. And my luck is going to be that Frickishinas are going to do awesome and get on some kind of like tour at the same time. And I need to be <laughs> the president of the company. <laughs> it's like, okay, what are you going to choose now this time? That's going to be my luck. And I hope it is my luck. Yeah, yeah. That, you're you're, you're going to have this Sophie's now. choice with it, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, all, within a year, like we're we're starting, we're we're playing an awesome, some awesome shows, and and I could see at some point getting on, maybe like a couple legs of somebody's tour, yeah, going and doing a couple weeks here or there, and my job will allow for that. I would be totally grateful and a hundred percent stoked just to open up and tour a couple of weeks with some other band. Some nice. That's all I want anymore. I think I, I don't think I'm going to get to the extreme highs of ever being a really big touring band. You got to be that's a young man's game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm too old for that anymore, dude. It, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, if it happens, probably it's not going to happen because it's not going to happen. It, but I mean, it, it feels if, like yeah, I would like jump on it. You know what I mean? Have, okay, give me a million dollars. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, I'll go. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, twist my arm with the million dollars here. Exactly. Uh, like, make, make it worth my while here, all right? <laughs> but, dude, I will say punk rock seems to be back on the upswing, which is really cool. Um, yeah, Travis Barker's really having a moment. Um, like, that dude is produced, like producing everybody and playing drums on everybody's album right now. It's awesome. Um, he's, he's like a punk rock Johnny Appleseed. It's pretty, it's amazing, dude. He's got all kinds of different stuff that's hitting, like top notch and top numbers. Well, um, and, and it helps and, that and he's like, great. He is very, he's incredible for sure. But like helping like MGK and shit, like dude writes, he writes good songs. As much as everybody wants to talk shit, like dude's writing songs that are catchy. And if they're selling things and, and it's, that was the whole thing with punk rock where I was at at the end of it. It's like, man, like if, nobody wants to. If somebody starts succeeding, everybody wants to talk shit. And it's like, dude, you want to succeed? Yes. <laughs> you want what? You want your friend? You want your friends or, or your other bands that you like to succeed? How come it turned into a whole? I remember back in the day, it was like, oh, you can't sell out. And I remember playing punk rock shows, and oh no, you can't play any Green Day covers or none of that shit. And now I go to shows now where they do like Green Day like like uh, tributes. <laughs> yeah. It's cool, and it's like cool now. And <laughs> and back in my day, it was like. That wasn't cool then. You couldn't just get up there and play Basket Case. No. And everyone would be like, oh, great. Dude, did you have you read the book Sellout by Dan Ozzy? No. Oh, it's no. so good. It's, really? it's about the major label Feeding Frenzy. So, like, each chapter is dedicated to a band and the album, their first album that they made on a major. So, like, okay. Green Day, Dookie, and, like, there's a whole chapter about, um, who the fuck did I just see? Jawbreaker. You know, and then there's a chapter about like, and it, and it goes into the 2000s. So like, Rise Against doing Siren Song. Oh uh, man, yeah. which is one of my all-time favorite albums. I have a tattoo dedicated yeah. to it. Definitely. Um, where, that's where the the Freakishina's name came from. Really? Uh, Jeremiah, I sorry to cut you off. I sorry. No, no, no. Tell me this story. Jeremiah uh, saw it was a, it was some documentary. I don't remember. I don't even know. I wish it was here. They talk about how Tim. We start playing songs like, oh yeah, we know when we're when we're jamming a song together that Tim starts doing. We know a song's gonna be good because Tim starts doing the frickishinas. <laughs> frickish, like if we have like a melody for a song, but you don't have the words yet. You're like frickishin, 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 frickishin. You know, like and coincidentally, 
I kind of do that. And I'm, I bet a lot of singers kind of do. Yeah. You come up with a melody and then eventually figure out words. But that's where the name came from because they were doing that and they called it the Fergusinas. And either it's the best band name or the worst band name ever. Uh, <laughs> it's it's one of the two and I'm not sure which. Uh, I, think it, I think it's one of the better ones because nobody can ever say it right. Nobody can ever spell it right. But you don't forget it. No, you certainly and don't. And you it, don't. And we 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 we've been purposefully mispronouncing it wrong at shows now. It's hilarious. <laughs> so you guys are doing some real avant-garde shit here with the name. Oh yeah, yeah, we're real artsy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's fucking awesome. So I saw uh, this thing about Metallica and it was when they were making the song Wherever I May Roam and there's this footage of James just being like ha ha hua ha ha hua like to the beat of the song and yeah. like Lars is in the background he goes those are the original words actually um <laughs> <laughs> it's true and that's so- <laughs> how it works like sometimes you're just making noises to figure out where it needs to go man yeah cuz you need the cadence like you need you're you're like okay well what can i say here that fits this fucking like bop ba bop ba bop ba bop bop right like, yeah. like whatever, whatever the fucking rhythm is. So I, I don't remember that. I've seen, I have one Rise Against documentary, but I wrote my master's thesis on Rise Against and Yellow Card. Oh, awesome! Yeah. So the yeah. True <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, Justin, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Sorry, bro. Um, no, that's all right. Uh, that's good. That's good. I'm the same way, dude. I'm, I I love those bands. I I I grew up with all of that. I'm proud to be that. I'm I'm one of the oh, I'm the elder millennial, you know. Oh, dude, yeah, you and me both. Wiser, we're a little smarter. Yeah, I we're we're like that uh, that bridge generation between Gen X and millennials right, right. because like I I we don't we don't need to we don't need to have avocado toast. We can save our money. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I've had avocado toast. It's just fine. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Is it life changing? Eh, yeah. But it's pretty good. <laughs> but you know what? It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but, anyway. Um, I saw you guys do a cover of uh, True Believers by the Bouncing Souls, and that made my soul happy. Holy shit. Yeah. That one's fun, dude. That, I mean, what a great song. I, I heard... Uh, I can't remember who it was. It, one of the band members, it's not Greg, it's Pete, Pete Steinkopf, okay. uh, talking about writing that. And they were so funny. He's like, dude, even back then, we didn't know anything. We're like, they, you know, we had a label guy tell us what a bridge was. <laughs> and we go, oh, this part, this is just going to be a musical part. And they're like, oh, you mean a bridge? And they're like, what's a bridge? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Just, just bare, you know, like bare bones, raw talent, no real knowledge, and being able to write something that lasts that long and endure. Yeah, yeah, just like and straight from the heart. I mean, that's what the Bouncing Souls are. One of my all-time favorite bands. Sure, sure, sure. Some people just find that naturally, you know, and that's amazing. I, I feel like I've come close, but there's that other level of, of, wow, this is amazing, you know, and. That's hard to find, and that's hard to hit. Well, too, I mean, yeah, there's... I, I listen to a lot of Krista Makes a Podcast, which is Krista Makes from Less Than Jake interviewing these songwriters about 
prominent songs from their back catalog. So, like, you know, he interviewed John Feldman from Goldfinger about Here in Your Bedroom. And okay. he interviewed Pete from The Bouncing Souls about True Believers. You know, even people outside punk. So, like, uh, what's his face from the Gin Blossoms talking about Till I Hear It From You? Okay. And the processes are all different. And, you know, you think of a, a successful pop song or a successful rock song, you go, oh, I can picture what the template of that is. They're all fucking different, and they all have something weird in them, right? Yeah. It's so strange, like, just how much variation you can get out of what feels like a finite set of data, right? Definitely. So you never um, know what's going to catch on. No, definitely not. Um, like I said, the freakishness has really kind of taken off all of a sudden, and we didn't really, we expected it to be kind of all right, but man, it's really, it's really kind of grabbed on a couple of people and it's awesome. I'm super stoked. It's, it's so much fun when everybody really digs it. Yeah. I, well, and <laughs> I'm thrilled for you guys too. I was like, so you popped back into my consciousness when it was that no bueno show. Oh yeah. yeah. When I saw you comment on, it was either Jeremiah's or Matt's. Like one of his posts and I go, holy shit, that's Justin, man. I fucking lost track of him. <laughs> and I go, dude, yeah. we got to reconnect because I like I loved Avoid so much. And clearly, like you guys, you play an important role in the origin story of my marriage, which, you know, you don't forget. <laughs> that's so crazy, dude. That's nuts. It's, that's awesome. It's so wild. But anyway, that I think is a uh, I think that's a good place to stop because uh, we got to wrap up here. But now's the time on the show when we do plugs. Where can people find you? Where can they find the Frickishinas? Anything you want to plug. If you want to plug the other band, anything at all, now's the time to do it. The floor is yours. Uh, man, everything's, you know, Frickishinas.com. Uh, the other band, BeCenterScenes.com. We're on every major streaming platform, uh, you know, between Apple to Spotify and everything in between, all kinds of uh, any any of them are good. Friction is, seems to be the one that's really really kind of going. Uh, check check the band out. We've been having a lot of fun with that. If anybody knows any sort of keyboard, awesome someone who can be a multi instrumentalist, maybe singer, uh, wants to join a, an indie rock kind of dance band that's a little bit hard called Center Scenes, maybe maybe hit me up. Man, other than that, I could start hitting up shows of what we're gonna be, but. That's not good for a long-running podcast. People could look at it in the future and be like, oh, those shows already happened. I oh, that was cool two months ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we would have seen that then. <laughs> so here, here's what I'll do, Justin. I will put links to everything Frickishinas, everything Center Scenes, in the companion blog piece. That's johnofalltrades.us. I will also put it in the show notes. So if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you get your pods. Literally, it will be in the show notes, so just click it. Stay up with everyone. But, uh, man, this was such a pleasure to reconnect. I feel like you and I just fell back into a rhythm like we yeah. saw each other last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is always amazing when you can do that. So I cannot wait to come out and catch a show. I haven't done it yet because I... Oh, God. It's, oh, no worries. Ain't no thing. It, Ain't no, no, I know, but it's it's eating me alive just because uh, here we are and we get to go to shows again, and I'm so thrilled, and there's so much i got to catch up on. But this was an enormous pleasure, and, man, I wish you nothing but continued success. Dude, you too. Thank you very much. I mean, it's, it's huge for you to reach out to do this with me. Thank you. 
that'll do it for episode 329 of the John of All Trades podcast with Justin Duran from the Frickashinas from Center Scenes. And do yourself a favor. Go out, see a show, and particularly, go see them. Live your life. No one else is going to do it for you. He gave you the links. Those are on the companion blog piece. That's johnofalltrades.us. Also in the show notes. So if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Audible, or wherever you get your pods, you can find the links there. Give us a rating. Leave us a review. It just takes a couple of seconds. Do you like what you hear? Click that button. Give us a nice little thumbs up or five stars or whatever it is. If you have a couple seconds, just drop a nice note about the show. That helps with the visibility. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. I do training, content, engagement. That's my whole suite of PR. I also do podcasting. So if you need to get a show off the ground, if you need someone to run it, if you need technical support or a storytelling editor or voice talent, whatever it is, hit me up. The email is john, J-O-N, at deftcom dot U-S, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. Sponsors, four degrees. Number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Working on a project with them actually right now. Can't really talk about it, but just know that I am blown away by their talent in the online space. The things they do, the things that they're capable of, the things they create, basically anything you're doing online, four degrees can help you do it better. Hit them up. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. I'm out of here for this week. Go rock out. Live your life. I adore you. And until I hear you again, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny.